0: Welcome to APTA's Pulse Podcast, I'm Amelia Sullivan. At age 39, Kelly Clark became a physical therapist. Despite knowing she wanted to become a physical therapist at the age of 17, her life and career took her down a different path. By the time she entered physical therapy school, she was what we're going to call in this episode a non-traditional student, older than most of her student peers and having explored other careers before pursuing the physical therapy profession. In this episode, Kelly talks openly about some of the challenges that non-traditional students experience. She also advises current and future students that they should never let a lack of encouragement be mistaken for discouragement, believing that if someone puts forward the effort that they too can enter this wonderful profession. Here's our conversation with Kelly. Kelly, so let's start this conversation by having you give us a little bit of background about yourself and then uh, tell us about your journey to becoming a PT. Well, that could be a really long story,
1: Amelia, because uh, I actually had a pretty long journey getting to being a physical therapist, but uh, I'll try to keep it relatively brief. So um, I've actually wanted to be a physical therapist since I was 17 years old, and I'll be turning 40 next year, so that is uh, a dream that has been long coming. Um I actually just got my license as a physical therapist, so um, yeah, quite a long time in the making, and in between 17 and 36, when I started physical therapy school, the reason I didn't go to physical therapy the first time was because I actually graduated from high school in like 1998, and it was Y2K, and my parents thought that I would make my riches in the information technology world. Uh, which is very different from physical therapy, and um, I really did not thrive in that environment. I actually did not even finish my bachelor's degree the first time around, which was really disappointing for me when I had to make the decision to leave school, but it was a situation where finances were just not allowing it and it didn't seem like the right time, and I wasn't happy in my field, and for a long time, I didn't really think I would ever, become a physical therapist, I, I realized that the education requirements were sort of daunting already at that time. Uh, you They were transitioning to a master's degree, and nobody in my family had a master's degree, so that was a little intimidating. But anyway, I ended up just sort of bouncing from job to job. Um, anytime I got dissatisfied, I would just sort of start looking and work my way up whenever I got into a new company. Uh, and I didn't decide to actually go back to physical therapy school until my dad got sick when I was about 35, uh, and he had unfortunately a really short period of illness before he passed away, and it just kind of caused me to reprioritize a lot of things in my life, and um I realized at that time that this was a dream that just had never gone away. And it probably was never going to go away. And that if I only lived as long as my father had, I still would have at least 20 working years left after I finished school. So I just decided to do it. And um, it was tough. And I actually think that that's why this article has sort of gotten more attention. Uh, I think that a lot of people sort of get off track somewhere along the way and don't know how to find their way back to a dream that now seems impossible. Uh, And I somehow found a way to do it. So people kind of want to know what that special sauce
0: is. So that's quite the journey. Uh, In your story, you mentioned that when you were 17, you had an experience where you knew PT was the profession for you. Can you share that story with us?
1: You know, it's funny. It was such a small thing, actually. I was watching uh, the news. It was just like a local broadcast thing, and they were interviewing a physical therapist who was working with um, people who had come back from the Gulf War, and they were helping people walk um, through parallel bars, and I just became sort of overcome with emotion thinking about how rewarding it would be to be able to help people recover from such a traumatizing injury, and i i just knew immediately and i it never went away i <laughs> i waited for it to go away for very for a very long time obviously
0: wow talk about really having a pull towards something i'm really glad you followed through though
1: i am too i i really i feel like physical therapy is absolutely a calling for me and before i got into physical therapy and even for almost the entire journey through physical therapy school i think i probably would have felt a little too hokey saying that anything uh, was a calling for me, but especially since I've finished my clinical rotations and graduated, it's just become even more clear, and I'm so glad I decided to do it.
0: Okay, so you mentioned the article that you wrote for us for the APTA Pulse blog, where you shared lessons learned from your experience as a non-traditional student going through PT school. Can you share some of those lessons learned with us that you came to towards the end of your school experience? Well, um,
1: the first thing that I talked about was just to try to get over your hang ups about your age and, and really everything else. I felt like in PT school I really held myself back a lot, uh, because I was worried about things like my age or things that I did not feel as able to do as other people in my class or really just little things like not feeling like I fit in and I feel like the more attention that you pay to something like that, the bigger it seems. But if you're able to move past that and just keep your head up and stay confident, it's a whole lot easier. And other people really do not notice those things nearly as much as you think that they do. Um, So the second thing that I talked about uh, was that lab clothes are really important. I never personally gave one second thought to what lab clothes would be like in physical therapy school. But I think especially for uh, ladies, it can be complicated (laughs) because – you know, you end up having these labs in musculoskeletal where you need to have, like, your entire shoulder out, you know, so so, so that somebody can work on it. And when you've got to, like, work around bra straps or tank tops or, like, long sleeves or anything like that all the time, it really can become a problem. So um schools have different regulations as far as, like, what their dress codes are on labs. Um, Some are, you know, a little bit more informative than others, and so I would just – uh Put a little bit of thought into that before I started my first hands-on lab in PT school. If I could go back in time, uh, the third thing I talked about was that you might end up feeling kind of lonely um, as a non-traditional student, and I think that almost anybody who falls outside of the big majorities in physical therapy—people uh, who are Caucasian and female, um, for the most part. Uh, ends up feeling at least a little bit different and and sometimes more isolated than they would expect. But, you know, there's really a place for everyone in physical therapy because everybody has problems that need physical therapy. And so I, I really would encourage anybody who is thinking about getting into physical therapy and looking around and not really necessarily seeing anybody who represents them to Remember that if you don't see people who are representing you in the space that you're in, you are that representation, and you are going to serve as an inspiration for other people to join you, Uh, you, kind of whether you want to or not, um, which was something that I kind of also did not expect about being a a non-traditional student. You end up representing a little bit more than you expect to um, as an older person. So the fourth thing I mentioned was the timing is right for you. There's not really any one right way to do things. So if you feel like things have aligned in your life so that it's time for you to go back to school to do whatever it is that your dream is, even if it's not physical therapy, uh, then follow that gut and um, trust the timing because it's never going to get better, you know? Um, And then the last thing was, just don't be afraid to be different. I I think that one of the things that I struggled with a lot in physical therapy school was comparing myself just almost constantly to everybody else around me. And the fact is that I was uh, between 10 and 15 years older than everyone, every single person in my class. And so I had a lot of different experiences than what they had had, and I definitely had a very different perspective. And one of the things that I have a lot of difficulty sorting through at the time was that even though I was different, most people did not see me as different. And when I tried to talk about how different I felt, people would sort of rush to reassure me that I was not different at all. And I really feel like that's a mistake because, you know, even if you are looking at these non-traditional students in your program, um, or less represented people in your program and thinking that they don't seem all that different to you. They are feeling those differences far more than you are because they're the ones who are sort of alone with them and trying to sort of reach out to people and talk about things and not necessarily having the same experiences. So that's what I wrote
0: about. And now for a quick break. Are you ready to tell the world about the benefits of physical therapy? We're here to help visit APTA's official consumer information website, ChoosePT.com. There you can find branded graphics and information, postcards, and merchandise to share in your communities or on social media. APTA member physical therapists can also activate their profile and Find a PT to make it easy for the public to contact you. So get involved and help us maximize public awareness of the value of physical therapy by promoting ChoosePT.com. Now let's return to the show. So you've made a lot of great points about the reality of being a non-traditional student, but I guess my question is why is it so different? Is it because you may be older than your classmates or is it because you may be doing something that's new to you? But I will say I may be off base even thinking it's different, so is it different? And then my second question is what do you think are the common barriers or obstacles to people pursuing this profession? I'm thinking like, what's the hurdle you have to jump over to get into school? And then the hurdles once you're in it and doing it?
1: Well, so as far as like, what is it that's different? And and is it different for a non-traditional student? I do think that, I mean, for me, it felt like I was having a very different experience than most of my classmates. And again, I think that, the vast majority of that is just having had so many other experiences before starting physical therapy school for a lot of people, younger people, more traditional students who are starting physical therapy school, physical therapy school is absolutely the hardest, most stressful thing that they have ever been through in their entire lives. And, When you're going through the most stressful thing you've ever been through in your entire life, you react to it in any number of different ways, and you have a specific set of coping skills. And when you are 10 years older, that reality is completely different, and I think it's actually really difficult to describe exactly all the complexities of, like, why it's a really different experience, but um, it's essentially just something that you're reminded of in a dozen or more tiny ways every single day. Things that are just very normal when you've been out in the working world for a decade don't seem normal when you are a student and uh, when you are a 22-year-old person instead of a 32- or a 36-year-old person. Um, so, so I do think that it's a really a different experience, but it's kind of hard to describe. I mean, Honestly, the thing that I could probably articulate the most clearly is that I felt like when I got into physical therapy school, I had found a way of coping with stress and anxiety and um, challenge. And the level of challenge in physical therapy school was so different than anything else I had ever experienced that I found myself really gravitating towards wanting to use some of these same coping mechanisms that people much younger than me were using. And for me, it just really did not work well. I mean, I had to be very honest with myself about the times when I was just going to go home to my husband and my older friends, like on the weekend, and be completely myself and do whatever it was that I needed to do to relax, even if it was not even remotely the same thing that any of my classmates wanted to do. Um, So I hope that that kind of answers that question. And then to go um, to barriers that prevent people from going to physical therapy school, I mean, that's something that I could talk about for hours. (laughs) Um, uh, so I will try not to belabor it too much, but I, I think that physical therapy school and really all the medical professions have a lot of barriers, uh, that programs are not necessarily aware even exist for non-traditional students and, um, for students that are uh, economically disadvantaged and for people who are minorities, um, because to get into physical therapy school or any sort of professional school, I feel like you have to be kind of at the top of your game in a lot of ways, or you're at least expected to be, and and the assumption is built into a lot of things. So when you first start physical therapy school, there is, in a lot of cases, just this onslaught of paperwork and... Uh, little tasks that you have to take care of, and when you're a non-traditional student, especially one who has children at home, which I actually don't, but if you have children at home or other responsibilities outside of school that you can't just put aside, um, there's this expectation that you'll be sort of always available as a physical therapy student for volunteer opportunities and, um, you know, various other things, And and on the one hand, I do think that when you're in the health professions, you have a responsibility to be really dedicated to a certain extent. But I think that it's a very real barrier to people trying to get into the medical profession. Because if you're a non-traditional student, there is a reason that you did not go to physical therapy school right away. And for me, that that was mostly uh, a financial barrier. I didn't I, it was it was not only a financial barrier because I could not understand how I could possibly expect to be able to pay for an additional two years of school when a bachelor's degree already seemed really difficult for me to comprehend. Um, but also coming from a background where my, neither of my parents at the time that I first was considering going to physical therapy school had graduated from college at all. And my father graduated from college, I believe, at the age of 56, um, after quite a long struggle uh, to finish his studies um, in the end for a promotion. And then he ended up passing away a very short time thereafter. So um, so I, I'm getting kind of long-winded uh, at this point. But essentially, I, I think that there are – Many and various barriers to physical therapy school and to the health professions that we could all do a lot better at trying to reduce for non traditional and disadvantaged students.
0: So, Kelly, if you didn't experience this, we can definitely skip it. But numerous people mentioned in the comments on your blog post that they were unsure or intimidated and possibly feeling like, what if I'm not smart enough? Or how would they know how to study? Or even like they'd been out of school for a while, so how would they adjust to going back to school or starting school for the first time and being a full-time student? Time management was another theme that kept coming up. What if you have a family or a spouse? Did you experience any of that, or do you have insight for those feeling it now? You know,
1: I did experience it to some extent, but it actually wasn't until I was actually in physical therapy school already um, so when I was in high school and what college I did attend prior to this, I never really struggled with my grades. I I was a pretty um pretty much a straight A student and I didn't have to study very hard, but then after I got into physical therapy school, I struggled with that quite a bit because I felt like for the first time in my life I was surrounded by all of these people who were very high performers. And I talked about that a little bit in the article, too, just you know, there were people in my class who literally were Olympic hopefuls and had been to Olympic training camp within months of starting physical therapy school, and I found them all very impressive, very intimidating. And uh, so at that point, um, and and really throughout physical therapy school, I struggled to some extent with feeling as though I might not be smart enough. But... You know, looking back on all of it, I can say that those those fears were largely unwarranted. I mean, first of all, it's very hard to get into physical therapy school in the first place. So I think that if you can get into physical therapy school, you can probably finish physical therapy school and pass your board exams. Looking back, I feel like I really wasted a lot of time on that particular insecurity. But uh, one of the things that I said in response to some of the comments on the blog was, I think that if you're just thinking about going to physical therapy school and you're really not sure if you're ready to completely commit to it, what I would do through the uh, clarity of hindsight is actually just take the prerequisite anatomy or physiology class. Because I feel like anatomy and physiology both come up more during physical therapy school than any of the other sort of standard prerequisite preparation. They're hard at most colleges. They are classes that are intended for uh, people who are pre-med or pre-professional on some level. So if you're concerned that you aren't going to be able to hack it just from an intelligence standpoint or being able to study enough, Take a challenging anatomy or physiology class all by itself. It's They're usually uh, five credit hours at least. Um, so it would be challenging to do if you're working full time, especially if you have children um, or other family obligations that take up extra time. But, I mean, for me, the one thing that kept me going through all of this and it ended up taking over six years from when I really started and until I finished and that was all full-time effort um what really kept me going more than anything was just being 100 percent positive that I wanted to do it and that this was what I wanted to do with my life and that I was going to do it um there was I I just, at a certain point, when I had made up my mind that I was going to go with this, there was absolutely nothing that was going to stop me. And I think that each of us, if we are really headed in the right direction and are really being true to ourselves, can find things like that, where the determination just comes from a place that you can't even describe. Uh, And for me, that was what got me through physical therapy school. I just, you know, wanting to do it for almost 20 years and still feeling kind of misty-eyed every single time I really thought about, you know, you could have been a physical therapist, was enough to convince me that it was absolutely what I wanted to do with my life. And I just wish that I had not taken so much convincing. And now for a quick break. Get inspired to reach a higher peak in your career. Join thousands of attendees from around the world at APTA's Combined Sections meeting, February 12th through February 15th, 2020, in Denver, Colorado. Visit APTA.org CSM for more details. And now let's return to the show.
0: So let's shift gears a little bit and think about current and future students. Uh, thinking about APTA and PT and PTA programs across the country, how can they help support and provide resources for non-traditional students? with the goal, of course, to help them be as successful as possible. But thinking about what's already out there, if anything, right, and then also what you would wish for as a non-traditional student.
1: Well, you know, one of the things that they just started doing at my uh, program over at Indiana University was uh, they just uh, started inviting students who were graduating to return the polos that they used during their clinicals for um reuse by first year students and um and that's a very small thing but i find that it is actually the really small barriers that get in people's way the most so uh like in my program they offer these very nice professional looking polo shirts that have the program name and physical therapy embroidered on you know the lapel, and uh, everybody feels like they kind of need one to do their integrated clinical education or their clinical rotations. But they usually cost at least thirty dollars a piece, and sometimes forty-five, depending on what you want. And there are matching jackets, and there's all kinds of stuff like that that people really feel pressured to buy that are expensive. And those little things really add up. Another thing that I think would be really well-received uh, um, for reuse in programs would be the medical kits that a lot of programs require students to buy, include like things like goniometers or blood pressure cuffs. And a lot of students don't end up continuing to use those after they get their first job and would happily turn them over to the program to give to first-year students. So I think that finding creative ways to just reduce some of those small barriers Uh, really can make a much bigger difference than a lot of people would expect. And another thing that I think that programs could do a better job of is reaching out to students at the undergrad level. Uh, At Indiana University, we have the IUPUI campus that shares the campus with the School of Medicine and the School of Health and Human Sciences, where the Doctor of Physical Therapy program is. And... Uh, I feel like there could be a lot more cooperation among the graduate programs and the undergraduate system just to sort of channel students that are interested into the physical therapy towards more supportive resources. So, uh, you know, like, I mean, someone like me uh, who did go through physical therapy at, uh, you know, 36-plus, uh, could definitely be an ambassador for something like that. So, I, you know, I think that really programs just need to find the will to do something about it and do something about it. Almost anything will
0: help. Building off of that, in your opinion, do you feel like there's a gap in what you need and what's provided as a traditional student? And I'm just thinking one example that comes to mind is would it be helpful to connect with other students who come from similar backgrounds or Co- previous careers, things like that.
1: I'm not sure that I had encountered much during my PT school preparation or actual training that did support me directly as a non traditional student um so i think that there definitely could be more support resources available you and i have talked a little bit about making a non-traditional segment in the pulse being kind of a regular thing and i think that just being more inviting by having smaller things like that going on so that people can find a gathering place definitely would be a positive step uh, but i i you know, I feel like I kind of keep circling around something that I'd, I'd like to just now say directly. I feel like non traditional students are really just a small part of the audience that does not necessarily feel like they fit in, in physical therapy. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the vast vast majority of people who graduate from physical therapy programs in the United States are Caucasian. And we are, I believe, something like two-thirds to three-quarters female in our graduating programs. And, you know, I I don't necessarily think that a female-dominated profession is a problem just because there aren't a ton of those at higher levels. But I I do think the fact that there isn't a lot of representation from more diverse backgrounds in general is a problem. And I think that we all could definitely do a better job of being more welcoming to people who are not only older students who've sort of, you know, had difficulty finding their way to physical therapy school, but to minority students, students from Uh, you know, a non-English speaking background, um, students who are of color or disabled, um, LGBTQ students, there there are a lot of groups that are really underrepresented in the health professions as a whole, and including physical therapy. And so that's something that as a physical therapist, I really, I hope to personally do something about.
0: So Kelly, I'd love to hear your opinion on this but how do you think non-traditional students provide value and also a different perspective to the profession? You've kind of hit on this a little bit already, but I'm just interested to hear your thoughts. I mean, for me, one of the things that came up again and again was
1: that I had had health problems and I had gone through uh, a serious health crisis with my own family before I went through physical therapy school. And I feel that that was something that really set me apart uh, as far as being able to give empathetic care to my patients because I knew how they felt. Uh, I actually know what it feels like to have a neurodegenerative condition and not understand what's happening with your body and to not be able to get help from the medical professions even when you're really actively trying. So I think that just the fact that non-traditional students are representing a group of a demographic really that isn't coming into the profession all the time is is a huge value. Any experience that you have at all before you join the health profession is something that's going to help you relate to a segment of the population that doesn't necessarily have a lot of representation in healthcare. And I mean, more and more studies have been showing in recent years that patients who like their care providers and feel that they care about them and are, that they're receiving empathetic care have better outcomes and are happier with their health professionals. And so, I mean, I think that, I think that really is, is what non-traditional students bring. They just, they bring additional perspective and more empathy or at least more potential for it based on increased life experience.
0: Okay, Kelly, last one. I want you to give current and future non-traditional students a pep talk. And it could apply to all students, to be honest, but let's think about non-traditional students. And I want you to really think about what you wish you knew ahead of starting PT school.
1: Well, if there was... Just one thing that I could say to prospective non-traditional PT and PTA students It's that you should never let a lack of encouragement be mistaken for discouragement. If you are looking to go back to school after a gap of any length, you are doing something unusual. It is different, and it is absolutely okay that it's different, and in a lot of ways, it's fantastic that it's different. But one of the things that really was disheartening for me initially was that I kept trying to talk to people about how, I, how excited I was about going back to school and taking on this huge project, and I mostly got a lot of feedback to the effect that it was going to be really, really hard. And I will not lie, it was hard. It was really hard. I'm on the other side of it now, and I am thrilled to be on the other side of it now, and I don't ever want to take the board exams again. Um, But it was absolutely worth it. I never, no matter how hard it got and no matter how frustrating some parts of it might have been, If I asked myself along the way, do I regret it? Because I did. I asked myself dozens of times along the way, do I regret this? No, I never, ever was able to honestly say that I regretted it. And you won't either.
0: Kelly, thank you so much. I have a really good feeling that this is going to help a lot of students out.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much. I am so honored to have a platform through the APTA to be able to share my thoughts.
0: To read Kelly's original blog post, Five Things I'd Wish I'd Known Before Starting Physical Therapy School, A non-traditional Student Perspective, visit APTA's Pulse blog. APTA podcasts like this one are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, or by visiting apta.org podcasts.